You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You like that nice baritone range this morning? Yes, yeah. It's tis the season. <laughs> Guess who's in town this week? My good friend Pollen. Yep. Oh yes, it is. Uh, it is out in. F- it's like it's like March hit, and all of a sudden, it's like right. the allergies yeah. are just. It's great. It's it is. It is all in. <laughs> Pollen's My, good. I'm an alto today too. <laughs> Pollen's good. We just planted. Uh, you know, put our planted our seeds for the garden for this year. So yeah, I mean, getting we wouldn't ready. have food without it, right? Looking for some, just enjoying being outdoors yes. a little more. And we're going to talk about that too uh, in just a little bit. A great opportunity <laughs> to get outdoors, uh, particularly for men. So sorry, Sarah. But yeah, you, you have the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. So I know. You I, have, have I have to give you. Community we should have gotten ladies. like a, a guy co-host today. Just, like, <laughs> let me true. go ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have a familiar voice in the second half of the program as well as we're talking about yeah. the, uh, the men's gathering this year. So thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University. Live Uncommon. Joining us this morning by phone, the brothers Vanderkar, <laughs> some of the, the gentlemen behind the men's gathering. Joining us by phone, Luke Vanderkar. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Oh, great. Glad to have you with us. And David. Good morning, David. Good morning. And Joshua. Good morning, Joshua. Good morning. Good to be here. Glad to have you all with us and to learn more about uh, the annual men's gathering. Uh, David, tell us a little bit behind the reason for a men's gathering. Yeah, so this kind of started as a a family event Um, back in 2008. uh, We had, uh, you know, kind of grown up and moved out of the house, and we were all, uh, you know, living in in different places and, um, you know, really just wanted to find a time to to get back together, uh, to to hang out as as brothers, as as men. Um, And we uh, talked about, you know, what what that would look like. And so that first year in 2008, uh, we just gathered out in the middle of the national forest down here in southern indiana <laughs> seems appropriate <laughs> That's really what it was we uh, yeah we we just you know it was down near where i where i lived and i found a a nice uh uh, campsite out there and I sent uh, coordinates to to my brothers and cousins and uncles and said hey we're gonna meet up on April 11th it's a Friday and just spend the weekend together and uh, and we did that um, set up camp out there and just just hung out together in the middle of the woods and um, you know it was a start of an annual tradition every spring we'd get together somewhere and and just uh, spend time together in, in fellowship and just reconnecting and and uh, we did that for about five years and decided that we, we really enjoyed it <laughs> and uh, had a great time together and wanted to um, make something a little bit more official of it and really open it up to um, – you know, more and more guys to join us. And, uh, you know, we started to look at, you know, okay, what, if we did this, you know, what, uh, what it would look like and, um, you know, wanting to build in a, an aspect of spiritual growth as well. And so that's when we started looking at, you know, bringing in speakers, um, and, and building the activities and everything. And, that's when we got involved with, uh, uh, you know, hosting it at Lakeview Ministries and, um, you know, just starting to, to offer it to the public. And that first year in 2013, I think we had like 35 guys signed up. And, you know, it was neat. It was great. Um, and over the years, we we just uh, continued to, to grow with those first years. We, we called it the men's rendezvous. And, 
you know, rendezvous in its original sense is really just gathering. Um, but we started hearing from some of the, the ladies that uh, maybe that wasn't the most appropriate name because uh, they, they kind of questioned what was actually happening uh, during the weekend. And uh, <laughs> so in 2015, we, uh, we changed it to uh, the men's gathering. And uh, I don't think that that was necessarily why our numbers started to grow, but uh, that is when we really started to uh, really advertise it, promote it, and uh, grow the event to where this past year we had over 130 guys uh, that, that came for the weekend. And uh, this year we're expecting to, to um, have to cap it at 150. So uh, just really, um, really need to see how it's grown and, and the ministry it's provided to, to get these guys together. So. Yeah, there's there's something I mean, I can't speak for this because I'm not a guy, but uh, there's something uh, very unique and I don't know, special, I guess, about uh, together and uh, spending quality time. I don't Andy's laughing at me, so I'm just going to ask another question. <laughs> that was a good, that's a good point. No, I agree. There's, there's I mean, my truth. brothers did that yeah, when they right. were in scouting, you know, the campouts were like the highlight of their of their yeah. year. Yeah. Um, Luke, uh, what what's happened uh, at, at past gathering? Tell us some stories about uh, the past gatherings and, and why you keep going back. Yeah, so we've had a typical weekend looks like uh, come in on Friday night and we have uh, we have dinner and everything provided Friday night, opening worship. Uh, Saturday, we always have a, a main speaker come in to present on a, a topic. Um, and then we have a variety of sectionals and other activities on Saturday and closing worship on Sunday. Um, last couple of years, we've actually opened up the uh, camp um, on Thursday and we've had several guys come in to enjoy some of our 3G activities, which are uh, the opportunity to shoot some or play some golf or give back to camp. Uh, last year, our main speaker was uh, Reverend Jeffrey Hammer. He came in, uh, came over from St. Louis area to talk about his book, Man Up, uh, the quest for masculinity. So he gave us a battle plan that we left with to, to be able to uh, recapture our mas- masculinity. Uh, this year, we're actually very excited to uh, have the mad Christian himself, uh, Reverend Jonathan Fisk, is going to be coming down to, to speak with us about about lost things um and we're going to be rediscovering the first article uh so we'll we'll uh learn about time information and life management uh kind of better understand how to be a creature in god's creation and we'll we have the opportunity to talk with pastor fisk uh uh, more about that topic in just a little bit in the Mm -hmm. second half of the program so we'll talk with him more david share with us uh maybe a story of from a past gathering a previous gathering that has really made a difference yeah, so one of the things that uh you know we we're all about is is helping guys um you know be be better men, be better fathers, be better uh you know examples to to their families and one of the things that is really neat is uh um the singing that happens at the gathering at the gathering you know when when you gather you know 130 guys in a single room and and sing a hymn together it's just something very powerful about that and one of the uh, studies that i've been a part of in the past was was talking about you know the um you know the youth in the church and and the tendency for for youth to fall away from the church and uh, one of the interesting things that came out of that study was the fact that uh um, one of the indicators of, of a child growing up and staying in the church uh, can be pointed back to their father and not just whether their father was in uh, in church with them uh, on a weekly basis, but whether their, their father uh, 
sang the hymns during the service. Uh, wh- whether the father sang during the service was a was an indicator of of whether or not a child stayed inside the church. And I think that's really interesting because it, you know, it, it's it's a unique way of looking at it. But what it points to is that the, you know, the father is is engaged and and you know the the child is able to look at the father and see you know participating in the service. He's not just here, but he's participating and and actively worshiping. Um, and so you know, the, the opportunity to gather that many guys in one place and worship together and show each other uh, that it is something we uh, can be proud of and, and not, uh, you know, not be uh, um, concerned about maybe how we look or whether or not we have a good voice or not, you know, <laughs> um, and, and just to gather those guys together and, and be able to do that. So that's one of the things that I really enjoy every year is being able to, to worship with those other men. Real so. men sing. That's a great point. Uh, what's new this year? What's new this year, David? Uh, so one of the things, uh, we, we've done the medieval challenge uh, the last few years, and uh, I hear you laughing, I know. Uh, I want to do that. <laughs> we've talked in the past about how that event is, uh, you know, you're, you're shooting arrows, you're throwing hatchets. I think last year we had the, the wheelbarrow joust uh, was, a, was a fun event. Um, and so uh, we're, we're tweaking that a little bit this year, and uh, we haven't, haven't quite got it all worked out yet, uh, but what we're looking at is a uh, uh, kind of a quest or a challenge type activity, and, and our initial thought is to call it uh, David, Samson, and Solomon um, to reflect uh, that it will be broken into uh, three different categories of, of uh, skill, strength, and smarts. And, uh, and so the guys will be able to uh, choose between – it's kind of going to be an, an adventure race type uh, set up where there'll be uh, all different types of activities that they can choose which uh, which ones they want to participate in in order to score points and so we'll have a uh, you know a winner in the uh, in the skill category and a, a separate winner in the strength and smarts category and then an overall winner so that is something we do on uh, on Saturday afternoon it's uh, is about a two hour uh, event and uh, it, it's just a really neat uh, neat time to, to fellowship with each other get that that little bit of uh, competition uh, into the weekend and uh, just enjoy each other's company. So, Luke, anything else new this year? Yeah, so uh, the uh, the standard hog roast will happen on Saturday. Last year was the first year for our shrimp oil, so we'll be doing that again for Saturday dinner. Uh, and then after dinner, we'll be able to enjoy some brews um, and ask some questions of the main speaker. We're actually excited to have Dr. Adam Koontz come down from the Fort Wayne Seminary as well. He's going to be uh, presenting one of our sectional topics. Uh, he's fairly, uh, fairly um, well-known with uh, Red Fisk and some of his podcasts as well. So we're going to have some double-barrel brews and cues on Saturday night that we're looking forward to also. Very good. Joshua, how do we register for the men's gathering this year? Uh, you can register online. Um, so we have a website set up, mensgathering.us. Um, you go on there, and there's a, a form you can fill out, um, pay your registration dues online there. Um, as Dave mentioned, we, we're kind of at capacity this year. We've been growing, and uh, so we, we have capped it at, at 150 this year, and I think we're at uh, 115 uh, registrants uh, so far, um, five states represented. Um, we have ages 19 to 77, so uh, we still have a, a multi-generational event. Um, and uh, w- with that, that, that capping of registration, we've, uh, we've also 
limited the age this year. So we, for this spring event, we um, are asking that the men coming are age 18 or over. And uh, so with that, we've uh, been been planning for a fall uh, multi-generational event as well for the fathers and sons and grandfathers would all be able to come and uh, we can kind of find a new way to, to open up and, and build um, build it out for, for more guys since we, we do have to cap it this year just because of the, the facilities that are available to us. So sure. mensgathering.us, um, you can connect with us on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook group there if you want to kind of chat with some of the guys who have been there before and uh, see what it's all about. Very good. Joshua, Luke, David, thank you so much, brothers, for uh, for sharing with us about the uh, the men's gathering. We're going to talk with Pastor Fisk here in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. On the next Law and Gospel, when we ask God, Lord, thee I love with all my heart, I pray thee ne'er from me depart, is a hymn that I, Tom Baker, and Mark Smith will talk about. And we're going to make the suggestion, what do we have to have so the Lord will never depart from us? Listen to Law and Gospel weekday mornings beginning at 9.30 on KFUO. Have you ever wondered if your investments could do more? I mean, a whole lot more. This is Rahema Kavuga, Synod Relations Manager of Lutheran Church Extension Fund. When you invest with us, you not only earn a competitive interest rate, but your investment goes to strengthen Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, church workers, congregations, schools, and organizations through low-cost loans and services. To learn more, visit lcef.org backslash invest101. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Ready to sign up for the men's gathering. Oh, wait, you can't. I can't. I want to. There's archery tag. Come on. <laughs> all kinds of cool stuff. I want to do all this. This is what, this is what happens when you grow up. Feats of strength. When you grow up with brothers, you just want to <laughs> tag along. Joining us now, the Reverend Jonathan Fisk, pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church in Rockford, Illinois. Also author of Without Flesh, Why the Church is Dying Even Though Jesus is Still Alive. And speaker at the men's gathering. Pastor Fisk, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, universe. Good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear your voice again. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Why is a men's retreat a good thing? Oh, goodness gracious. So uh, <laughs> let me do a story here. I've been trying to get men to get together at my congregation here in Rockford for about a year now just to yeah, be cordial, hang out, get to know each other. We're supposed to lead in the midst of a you know, apocalyptic end-of-the-world gospel preaching scenario with who knows what's going on in the, in the world today. But we have this everlasting, powerful king who's, who's with us. And we're going to be, well, preachers of that, confessors of that, however you want to look at it. We don't even know each other. How are we going to go to a battle like that against principalities and powers of darkness when we don't know the guy next to us? So I've been just trying to get guys together. What I found very interesting in this, we've done two events. We did a, 
uh, a range shooting event controlled. And yesterday we found out there's an axe throwing place in Rockford. <laughs> so you can go and throw axes at targets and uh, no alcohol allowed, which I thought was very clever of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Smart. Um, so, so we did that one. And both times for both events, I had women say to me, uh, well, you know, women shoot guns too. And then you know, women would like to throw axes too. And, you know, I love the people who said these things to me. And, and I said back to them, though, yes, but sometimes you just need to let the men be men. And one thing I see in our culture right now that whatever we want to, how we want to describe the, what used to be called a cultural war or cultural culture battle, uh, one thing I see that has been just left on us with what feminism has been abused into is that men have no place to go. That's why we have like the man cave being sold to you at Hobby Lobby. Like there's nowhere else in the house the man's allowed, he needs a cave. And if you look at our social structures, it's, it's very similar. Sports is like the one exception to this. But again, is there anywhere where just men get to go? And why is this valuable? I don't know. Every society in the history of the world considered masculinity valuable till ours. So I'm not ready to throw it out just yet. Uh, it should be talked about. And, and in that then, of course, it always comes back to who's Jesus? The one man, Jesus Christ, is a, a man, a leader, a king, a god, right? Uh, how do we then imitate him as his creatures? And men and women ask that question in the same way. And then we also are given, I think, as a blessing to ask it in, uh, in diverse ways, true diversity. So why a men's gathering? All those reasons and more. Uh, the word of God, wherever it comes, of course, is going to build up and equip Absolutely. I, there is, there's great value, uh, in, in men and women separately, uh, being able to build each other up in, in ways that, that we can't when we're, when we're together. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the pollen monster got me too. <laughs> pollen <Man>. monster. <laughs> uh, so Jonathan, uh, what are you, what are you planning on speaking about at this event? So the title, I believe, is Lost Things, and the goal is to start asking questions similar to what I was just saying a little bit about masculinity, but bigger than just masculinity. Like, like what wisdom from the fathers, and I don't just mean one generation, but I don't discount one generation either, but, but I do mean like deeper or further back wisdom. What have we forgotten about? Uh, what have we lost that the scriptures teach us about how to walk a life in the sight of God full of a free conscience, grace, and actual truth that doesn't just dismiss good and evil and the battle between light and darkness, but engages in it joyfully. Uh, how, do we, how do we imagine and then get to that reality? And so what have we lost? What do we have to put, be, what do we have to put back? This is similar to what the topic of the book Without Flesh is about. It's asking the question in terms of the gathering of the congregation. If we're really dying, if we're really falling apart, we must need something, and it's not because Jesus didn't put it here. It's because we took it out. So what is it? How do we find it? How do we put it back? I think that question can be asked, though, about a whole lot of things, not just masculinity. Things like time management, <laughs> things like sleep health, uh, all sorts of things which, if you were sitting at the feet of Solomon, he would talk about, and he would tell you about it. In fact, he does talk about it <laughs> and tell you about it. You can read his books, some of the most ignored books in the Bible. But they're full of just learning for everyday life which when understood always through the lens of Jesus Christ, our King, David's son, the one who brings grace, right? These aren't laws to save yourself by, they're laws he gives you to see with. Uh, when, you, when you have that, you have more than just what men need, you have what families need, you have what cities need, you have what people need, you have what the planet needs. And so, you know, a men's gathering that does this and speaks about this, getting the first article of our creation back and understood as Christians, uh, I think is just a, one of many good places to start talking about this stuff. 
Uh, you mentioned the first article. It, it always comes back to catechesis, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it does. I mean, I, I continue as I teach my confirmands and congregation to struggle with how do we bridge the gap between knowing the terminology that we need to know and understanding the words we're using. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I wonder if as Lutherans, we love our dogma because it's good terminology. And that's a good reason. But that's not why I love it, though. I love my dogma because it's true. And I love it when someone else says it, even if they said it differently. And we always want to be on guard against evident and clear heresies and heterodoxies. But I'm talking about just like, how do I say the word article to somebody? What does it even mean, right? And what is the first one, for Pete's sake? Uh, why would I need that? No, Buddhism has similar types of talking, first, second, third, and whatnot. But Christianity, for whatever reason, we've, we've let go of these things. In any case, so to get the first article back, was it's the first story about God that God tells. He tells three stories, three articles in this thing we call the creed, which means the I believe. And the first of these three stories is that about the creation itself. We love Jesus. He's the second story. And we love the spirit and the church. That's the third story. But the first story is about how God made us. And it's not just that he's out there as some big grandpa in the sky. It's about the design of creation. Uh, it's about our being put here as stewards and givers and sharers. It's about that final prayer we pray at the end of the liturgy when we've had the supper. You know, a life which is stronger in love toward God and stronger in, in uh, sorry, stronger in faith toward God and stronger in love toward neighbor. That kind of that kind of reality again is what we have to look forward to and hope in and preach and trust in that Christ has actually achieved in Himself. So, uh, tell us about your your newest book, Without Flesh. What's what's this book about? Why should we read it? Again, so asking the same question, what have we lost, but asking it about our life as the church. So ever since I was in seminary, I would hear people talking about how the church is going to die, the church is dying, we need to change. If we don't handle things differently as church, then soon there'll be no more Christians in America. And it, there's a little chicken little-ishness <laughs> to it, but when you get out on the ground, it's, it's actually pretty bleak out here overall. I mean, I've never been in a no, that's not fair. Yes, this is fair. I've never been in a congregation that isn't worried about its budget. I have heard of them. I, you know, they, they exist as unicorns out there somewhere. But, but I have never actually you know, served in one, been a member in one that was just completely free with money. Uh, and so as a result of this, we're facing something that's different, I think, historically. It was not that we always had a ton of money, but the church didn't really ever lose ground with things like mortgages uh, before this. And so it, it does get pretty bleak. So people are saying things like, well, oh, no, it's, it's trouble. What are we going to do? How do we fix it? And the answer always seems to be, how do we change it? But the question is never asked, well, how do we get here? Like, did we follow a bad map a while ago? And maybe we should kind of double check whether we turned the wrong way. <laughs> Left at Albuquerque, as, as, <laughs> as the bunny would say. Um, you know? So uh, what is that? And asking that question, then honestly, as a Lutheran, and looking at the American landscape of Christianity, I read a great essay by a guy named Herman Sasse. I'll tell you about him later. And uh, I wanted to share what he answered that question with, with the world. And so I wrote the book to do that. The answer, I'm going to give it away. The answer is the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our King, present on earth among us to, to lead us, to sustain us. And for us to believe that fully uh, to, in such a way that it wouldn't be just sort of a, a hobby or a mannerism or even a ritual, though it is most definitely a holy ritual. But then again, the Lord's Supper, the body and blood of Jesus, would be our, our heartbeat as a church. I think it's when you lose that, then you really see 
the drift that we found in the last century or so happen. And I think you can trace it historically. The book just wants to convince us from the Bible we should try out more Lord's Supper as our salvation. Mm. So I gather you'll be bringing some of your books with you to the men's <laughs> gathering. I am going to do my best. The trick with that is always shipping. Uh, yeah. I get a I get a better deal as an author for my own books uh, uh, than I would say through Amazon.com, and yet I got to pay shipping. So it's always about when is the right time to order more, because <laughs> um, uh, I got you know balance it out to what I can recoup from that. But it would be my goal, and that's far enough away. I think I shall. I will definitely have my books Echo and Broken with me to other uh, uh, books that are out there from CPH. But I suppose if someone already had a copy oh, of I'll sign, Without Flesh, you would sign it at the men's gathering <laughs> no, as well. No problem. You know, I've only signed one so far. Uh, it's a member of my congregation, and she's a dear lady. And it was, um, I told her, this is the first one. She says, she's like, I'm going to frame it. And I, it's the first signature. I even wrote it in there. This is the first signature. Um, normally, I, I give a, a Bible verse. Uh, so I still got to figure out what I'm going to do for this one. For Broken Echo and so forth, there's a series of Bible verses. So. I plan to preach to you yet more if you ask me to sign your book. <laughs> the Reverend Jonathan Fisk, <laughs> Senior Pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Rockford, Illinois. Without flesh, why the church is dying even though Jesus is still alive. Uh, and we'll share a link for that as well mm -hmm. in the program notes available from CPH. And also speaker at the Men's Gathering. Thank you so much, Pastor Fisk, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour this morning. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.